Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an all-new, brand-new Russell Wortham Show coming to you live, commercial-free, from my super-secret Batcave. Folks, we're back. Back in the middle of greatness. No music again this week. Uh, technical difficulties, as they say. So we're going to uh, forego uh, the, uh, the music for the uh, foreseeable uh, future, unfortunately. But I digress. Uh, so, uh, of course, WrestleMania has come and gone. And this is the mega-sode for WrestleMania week. And I, I do mean mega because you had, <laughs> you had SmackDown... So, essentially, WrestleMania Friday, you had WrestleMania Saturday, you had WrestleMania Sunday, you had NXT Sands Liver, you had the Hall of Fame, and then you had WrestleMania uh, Monday or uh, the Monday after, or the uh, Raw after uh, WrestleMania, I should say. Uh, so, yeah, just a ton of stuff. So, no, no. Further ado, let's just jump straight in and uh, go from there. So, we start off with uh, Friday Night Smackdown, WrestleMania Friday. I should just start calling it WrestleMania Friday. Uh, so, Smackdown, you had the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Now, I am glad that they did it. But I'm still kind of like, are you kidding? Why, why are we at that point where you've cut two hours? And we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about this when we get to WrestleMania Saturday. But you had two hours. And maybe it was, you know, two hours on Saturday and two hours on Sunday. You had four hours. You had four hours. You can't tell me. You couldn't have put this battle royal in with the uh, kickoff show, pre-show, whatever you want to call it. You just can't tell me that. That just seems rather uh, silly. But, uh, so we have pretty much everybody that was not involved with WrestleMania, including people like Finn Bauer, which I think is just a slap in the face. The guy gave an uh, just, just an impassioned uh, uh, interview with Corey Graves and Vic Joseph on After the Bell about wanting to, to be a fighting champion, wanting to help the next generation, you know, of, of, of talent, um, you know, and not necessarily become a, you know, a gatekeeper, but, you know, essentially just say, you know what, I I know that I have a very limited window left, and I want to make sure that the next generation is, is going to step up. And I thought, oh, okay. And this was when I thought that it was going to be maybe Seth Rollins versus uh, Finn Bauer and the... 
returning Cody Rhodes. I, you know, I was just spitballing, and that didn't happen. So I don't know what the heck happened. But uh, so some some of the spots I thought were interesting. You had uh, Reggie, uh, and he's kind of been off in the uh, back forty for quite some time now. Uh, but Reggie, uh, did you see that flip that he did uh, on the apron? I mean, it was, it was just insane. I mean, just the, the balance and the, ju just the balance and the fact that you have to like really watch to to see when you're rotating. You've got to you got to see where you know you're you're landing. Because that could have ended really badly. But Reggie made that flip on the apron. He was, he was eliminated like 10 seconds later. But that was like your Kofi Kingston, wow, look at the save moment uh, from a battle royal for uh, the air. Um Bit of foreshadowing, bit of foreshadowing. There were seeds, uh, you know, uh, put down uh, for Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin splitting. Uh, you know, Happy um, went in and he was trying to, to help Madcap and Madcap was like, "Well, what are you doing here? What the heck?" And they got into a, you know a bit of an argument. Uh, Mansoor, I love Mansoor. I I think he is a great uh, athlete. I think that he is a cross cultural uh, star. I think that he can really make. WWE better. Problem is, Mansoor is, and I, I don't mean this in a derisive way, I mean this actually in, in a positive sense, he is the king of specialty matches. He is always in a battle royal. He's always uh, going back over to Saudi Arabia uh, for, you know, their shows and it just kind of feels like WWE just hasn't said okay we're going to really run with this guy we're going to really just take off with this guy and I'm thinking WWE if you had no intentions you had no intentions of doing anything with Mansoor then you shouldn't have Scouted him. You shouldn't have hired him. Maybe that's maybe that's an unpopular uh, take, but WWE needs to understand that this is the problem. They hoard all this talent that, um, on paper. I mean, I mean, like when they had Samoa Joe, when they had Cesaro, when they had, uh, well, <laughs> when they had. Uh, FTR, when they had um, uh, Gallows and Anderson, 
you know, that was like, oh my gosh, there's all this great indie type talent. But then WWE just didn't know what to do with any of them. I mean, they may have given them a title here or there and said, eh, okay, eh, there, there's your title, okay, bye. But um, Mansoor deserves better than being in a battle royal. Just, I'm just saying. And I know that they had him in a short-lived tag team with, uh, you know, with with uh, Mustafa Ali. But now it just kind of feels like, all right, so you got Ali and Mansoor. That broke up. And you thought, okay, okay, Mansoor is going to, be pushed now. Uh, you you only see him once every maybe, if you're lucky, once every like few months. I mean, they're giving him the Brock Lesnar treatment, and it's not because he's a special attraction. I think WWE just doesn't know what to do with Mansoor, and I think that's that's just a shame. Uh, so Mad uh, so Madcap Moss uh, wins. He throws out Finn Bauer, uh, and uh, so that was that was a moment. Then you had Los Los uh, Los Here we go, uh, Los Lothorios versus Ricochet, um, and I'm sorry, Michael Cole. We know, we know how many. Hall of Famers have held the Intercontinental Championship. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I know that you're always gaining new uh, viewers on a, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. But for for the those of us who have been watching wrestling, uh, me, I've been watching wrestling basically for 30 years straight. I, I did take a couple years off, but essentially for, for 30 years I've watched wrestling and by dang, I can tell you what Michael Cole is going to say and when Michael Cole is going to say it. It's, it. I'm not saying it's predictable, but it might as well be predictable. So, come on. We don't need a reminder of how many Hall of Famers have held the Intercontinental Championship. Sorry, we just, we just don't. Uh, so that is uh, SmackDown. We go into a bit of a break, and just the wizardry to be like right on top of it, like right on top of it, and go from SmackDown to the Hall of Fame setup. You had different ropes. You had the carpeting. You had uh, the seating. You had uh, the you know the podium, the lectern, um, the dais, whatever you want to call it. You know, right smack dab in the middle of the ring, and they did that within I don't know maybe five minutes. I mean, that is pretty incredible. So kudos to the uh, to the ring crew 
of WWE uh, for for uh, doing that. Uh, so we start off with the Siren Brothers, and this was the worst kept secret in all wrestling. Guess what, everybody? Braun Breaker is Rick Steiner's kid. Uh, I mean, did you know that? I I didn't know. <laughs> they they only made reference to that about a billion times without, you know, outwardly saying that. Um, and then Braun comes in, you know, and pretty much says, "Surprise! I, you know, my, yeah, I'm I'm Rick's kid, and I'm I'm Scott's son, or I'm <laughs> I'm Scott's nephew, you know." And and I'm like, okay, all right. I I said this a while back. Uh, I don't know why uh, Braun decided against using the Steiner name. Um, if it's because you know he wanted to forge his own path, that's admirable. If it was Scott and and Rick, they were saying. Uh, we don't want to get Braun in with the WWE just because of his last name. We want him to be on his own. Again, fair point, fair play. Love the idea. But now that we know that Braun is uh, Rick's kid, I, I, I don't know. It's it just feels like he should drop the breaker and and go go to Steiner and I think people would 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 just completely mark out either way because like I've said since day one since the first time I saw this guy on YouTube on you know you know an independent uh, show, uh, when he was first starting to get into, into wrestling, this guy has star written all over him, and boy, <laughs> boy, he does. Um, don't give Scott Steiner a live mic. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, and Scott Steiner said that. He's like, you know, you never know what's going to come out of my mouth when you give me a live mic. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Uh, but, you know, it was kind of interesting. And I, 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 I'll I, have to go back and I'll have to physically listen to what was said. The fact that uh, Rick kind of pulled him aside and said, come on, just, just play it straight. Come on, just let's just let's just do this thing. And Scott's like, oh, OK. Um, so that, that was, that was, that was pretty interesting. Um, the cow story. Look, I know that, um, you know, every person that has, you know, been inducted into the Hall of Fame has at least one story or one anecdote or, or or something that you know says oh okay 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 
I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then, you know, some stories are great. Some stories kind of fall flat. Um, and I think that the crowd was in on on it. But I, I was watching at home, and I was like, I mean, that's... You've, you've had a distinguished career. You have done so many things. You've done so many things. And you're talking about calling cows over with Randy Savage. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't too sure about that. But um, it was interesting that Rick only got about a minute to speak. Uh, but you know what? In... All, you know, all, all the, all the kidding or whatever aside, Scott Steiner looked in a good place. He really looked in a good place. This was the same guy that, like, what was it, four or five years ago? That they had, you know, kind of like a, like a, like a wanted poster, you know, of like, do not let Scott Steiner into the building. Because he had beef with Hogan, and that was getting, like, honest to goodness, violent. And and there were threats, and just the, the whole thing. But Scott looked like he was in a good place. Um, he, you know, he just looked like he was in a good place. And, and, and I, I, was really, I was really happy for that. Um, Rick, obviously, is super awesome to listen to. Next up, Queen Charmel. Heck of a great heel manager. She, I mean, she got heat on herself. She got heat on Booker T. I mean, that is impressive. That is impressive. I really, really thought that was that was something. Uh, she was just dressed to the nines for 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 the Hall of Fame. I I thought that was that was rather cool. Uh, Charmel, former Miss Black America, that is pretty dang impressive. Serious, that is that is really impressive. Um, she was a Nitro girl, and of course she said, "Yeah, I, I always have to look over my shoulder for the boogeyman <laughs> with the worms." And I'm like, okay, nice, nice callback. So, you know, it was, it was a great speech. Um, and, and I think that, you know, it, it really shows, you know, just how engaged and, and engaging that Charmel is. Um, and, and yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed that. Next up, uh, Shad Gaspard getting the Warrior Award. Now, I'm going off of what Jim Cornette said a while back about Warrior and the Warrior Award and all that. Can we change the name of the award, please? <laughs> I mean, I get the concept. I dig the concept of giving an award for personal courage, for bravery, 
uh, for for you know services rendered to you know the humankind. But can can we please change the name from Warrior to uh, call it the Shag Gaspard Award? I I'm serious. Call it the Shag Gaspard Award, or or or, or you could, or uh, Pat Patterson, or uh, you know pick absolutely anybody else. And I don't like to um I don't like to speak ill of the dead. I I, I don't I really don't. But it just feels like they really kind of, I don't know. It, they just need to change the name. But uh, how cute was Shad Gaspard's kid? Holy smokes. Super, super, super cute. Um, everything that his uh, widow brought up. Uh, in terms of you know, stopping armed robberies and, uh, you know, uh, of course, saving you know his his son's life uh, from you know from drowning and all that. Um, I mean, Shad Gaspard sounded like a total bad A. Love, love, love this segment. Uh, next up uh, was uh, Vader. Uh, I didn't realize this kid was a wrestler. I looked at him and I thought, my gosh, man, why aren't you in wrestling? And then I looked him up, saw that he was in wrestling for about a cup of coffee. And I'm like, okay, I, okay, I can, okay, I, you know, that's, but but the guy's like 35, I, I, I think. The guy's like 35. If he really wanted to be in WWE, heck, AEW, Ring of Honor, um, uh, you know, Impact, this guy has an open door, as far as I'm concerned. This guy, Vader's kid, he could, uh, I think he could really make a good go of it. Um... And again, this goes back to what Jim Cornette was saying, you know, a while back. WWE knew that Vader was in poor health. Why didn't they put him in the Hall of Fame while he was still around? I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, and, and then finally, uh, to wrap up WrestleMania Friday... The Undertaker came out. One more walk amongst the tombstones. I get, I'm getting chills just talking about it. Oh my goodness gracious! It was that impressive. It was, it was, it was just good. It was so. Oh, it, it wasn't an induction speech. It was a freaking TED talk. That is impressive. That wasn't just a speech. That was a TED talk. Go watch it. It is. It's life affirming. It's 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 funny. It's poignant, and I don't like using people's real names if I don't have to out of, out of respect. But because he said it, 
I, I feel like I have some measure of permission to say, yes, this was just as much a story about The Undertaker, but this was more about the story of Mark Calloway. And Mark Calloway, I tell you what, I, and, and then we'll, we'll move on to Saturday. I tell you what, if, you know, in the next, I don't know, six months, 12 months, whatever, if there was, you know, a motivational tour, you know, like spend an evening with Mark Calloway, I would be like, take my money, take it, take it right now. Come on, I'm giving it to you right now. That is just how much uh, impressed that, you know, I was with Mark Calloway, uh, the person. And uh, just, again, just how life-affirming and, and just how special that that talk was. If you're not motivated to, to do something positive with your life after listening to to that uh basically that that TED talk I, I don't know what to tell you really don't know what to tell you um man oh just go watch it so good I can't do it justice just go watch it uh so we skip now to WrestleMania Saturday big Full day. So we start off with NXT Stand and Deliver. It was a hot crowd. The American Airlines uh, arena throughout the show always is with NXT. So you talk to Attraction versus Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, now, apparently Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, I don't know about that, but and uh, Dakota Kai, who's a bit paint by numbers. And what I mean by that, and I've, I've said this about some other matches in the past, where it's like, one, two, three, okay, let's do this. Okay, one, two, three, let's do this. And they go from spot to spot to spot. And it's not... When it's fluid, you know, when it's just... One one move after another, you know, you think, okay, this is such a great match. But because they really didn't have much, uh, uh, I guess, uh, time spent with, with each other in the ring, there was always, like, a pause. You know, it's like, pause, do a move. Pause, do a move. Pause, go here. Pause, go here. And that's not a bad thing because, again, you need to have that comfort, that familiarity. But it just felt a bit paint by numbers uh, for, for, you know, for me. For a lot of near falls. And I'm, I'm very confused here. Uh, Wendy Chu came out to help them win? I, I, I mean, you know that she was uh, Dakota Kai's uh, partner before Cora uh, Jade, um, you know, got involved with, you know, 
going after toxic attraction and, and Raquel going down with an apparent, you know, knee injury. Um, and, you know, so all that. But, I mean, Wendy Chu helped them win the, the women's tag titles. I, 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 I didn't quite understand that one. Um, the North America Fiveway was a car crash, and I loved it. Again, I can't do it justice. Go back and watch it. It was incredible. Uh, there was one scary spot that I was like, oh, dude, you just broke your arm. And that was Grayson Waller. He was up, swear to you, it was like a 20-foot ladder. And I can't remember who he had. You know, it was the, you know, you know, I got to, you know, I got to dive through, you know, the other ladder, you know, spot. And I don't know if Grace Moore just uh, misjudged uh, the, you know, the distance or, or what. Obviously, the other guy rolled out of the way. But Grace Moore crashed arm first into the, uh, you know, in, in, into the ladder. And I, again, I'm going to have to go back, and I, I'm not trying to be graphic. I, I, I promise you, but it looked like it was a compound fracture. It was nasty. And then I hear that he was wearing a sling, and you know all this other stuff. So I, I don't know. It just it looked, it looked nasty. Um, and then, of course, uh, you had. Cameron Grimes uh, win the North American Championship, uh, and that was you know just a a, a just really good feel good moment. Uh, next up, Tony D'Angelo versus Tommaso Ciampa. This was a fight. There wasn't really much in the way of a you know an actual story. You know, but you know it was more like. You know, hey, you're here. I want to be where you are. I want to be the head of the locker room. You know, changing of the guard type thing. But um, this was a fight. It was back and forth. It was the best kind of fight because, again, it was so back and forth. It was so evenly matched. Uh Champa was put over hard by the commentary team, and 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 rightly so. Um, I mean, he was just he was put over. The fans bought into it, and it just felt like okay, this was a good spot for Tommaso Champa to you know finally move on from uh, you know NXT uh, to the main roster. Uh, the thank you, Champa, was awesome, and, and so is Triple H. Triple H comes out. Well, here it was the interesting bit. Tommaso Champa was walking back up uh, the ramp. He he turns like halfway to get back into you know the the backstage area, and then um, Triple H's music you know hits, and Triple H. You know, steps out. He kind of points out, like, no, let's 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 both go out. Come on, come on. And 
uh, they, you know, they embraced, and it was just, oh, it was so good. It was so good. It was so good to see Tommaso Ciampa get that, um, that nice send-off from NXT, and it was even better to see Triple H healthy, um, certainly uh, more rested a- after his, um, his, you know, artery uh, being, what, what do you say, 90% clogged. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was so good to see Triple H back. It was, oh, it was so good. Um, great Teddy Long tribute from Diamond Mine. You know, the do-rag and, and, and you know, the whole bit. Um, the Creed Brothers are absolutely just phenomenal. I think they will be tag champions at, at some point. Probably sooner rather than later. Um... This is the last time we saw MSK, basically, uh, because of uh, what happened um, you know uh, and uh, I, I wrote at the time, so I don't know what that meant. Well, unfortunately, uh, Carter, I uh, believe it's Snash Carter. Um, uh, was uh, fired from WWE for sporting a uh, Hitler mustache back in the day. And then uh, the uh, accusations of domestic violence uh, against his wife, uh, Kimberly, uh, who was uh, Abby Leif uh, when she was in uh, NXT, and so, I don't know, it was, it was just weird, it was weird watching it back again the other day, knowing what I knew then, it was just, it was, it was just, it was weird, um, so, um, MSK won, but, like I said, uh, we'll see what happens when uh, things uh, progress in the next few weeks. Uh, Imperium was all business. They split them up. They split uh, Eichner and Bartel up, which I think that was a mistake. Um, I, I get why they would, they would do it, but I, I just I thought that was kind of a mistake. Um, it was just, it was just nonstop action. It was just incredible. Um, yeah, the women's four away, um, that was also nonstop action. And again, I can't do it justice. Go watch the match. I, I mean, if, if people, you know, were, were thinking, well, Mandy Rose, was a good wrestler, but I mean, she is completely just shot up the charts, and she is now really the the undisputed uh, women's champion. I mean, she really 
is showing that she is the woman. Uh, you had L.A. Knight versus Walter. Yes, I, I know his name is Gunther. I understand that. But I'm always going to call him Walter. I, I, I refuse to call him Gunther. I, Gunther is... It's just, I don't like... No, no, no. I'm going to call him Walter. <laughs> uh, but um, Walter Chance are losing proposition for WWE. Uh, when uh, Walter made his SmackDown debut and, you know, people were, 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 were chanting, you know, Walter, Walter, Walter. And God bless him, Pat McAfee. I love the guy, love the guy. But when he, he's like, Gunther Chant is, is going throughout the arena, I'm like, no, Patrick, that's not what they're saying. <laughs> so I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, L.A. Knight is great, and I get why he is the mega star. But NXT won't fully buy in. I, 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 I don't, I don't understand why. Um, L.A. Knight is a heck of a talker. He reminds me, just cadence and and delivery wise on it. He reminds me of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, uh, I don't know why NXT won't fully buy in. Um, and then, last up, you had Braun uh, Breaker versus Dolph Ziggler. Braun was in control for much of the match until uh, Robert Roode stepped in. It was very physical. It was it was as advertised. Now we go to WrestleMania proper Saturday night, and we start off with the Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura, and Rick Boogs and Boogs looked dominant. I mean, just absolutely looked dominant. That 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 spot where he got, uh, I, I believe it was Jimmy. And, and, you know, and he, he, you know, he got him up, you know, suplex position, but then he was doing squats with the guy. Uh, that, that is just brute strength. Good Lord. I, I was like, holy jeez, this guy is, is strong as a bull. Good heavens. Um... There was that really bad spot of Boogs tearing his quad. Um, so, again, he had one of the Usos on, you know, his shoulders for a fireman carry. The other, you know, runs, jumps on, you know, and, you know, it looked for, it looked like for a second that, that Rick was going to readjust and that it was going to be like, oh, my gosh, he's got two two guys on his on shoulders. Oh my gosh, this is awesome. Um, but five seconds later, you know, he just buckled. And uh, if you watch it, you could actually see the uh, quad tear. It was 
pretty nasty. Um, so uh, Shinsuke got some great offense in, but the Usos were too much. Next up, you had uh, Happy Corbin versus Drew McIntyre. Drew has gone from uh, having championship matches the last two WrestleManias to being essentially the mid-card. Don't understand that. Especially if you're trying to convince us that eventually it's going to be Drew that beats... uh, uh, Roman, and it's going to be Drew that unseats Roman. How how are we going to get from where we are now to that point? Because if Shinsuke Nakamura now is the next person up for Roman Reigns, I mean, it just kind of feels like uh, you know, they, they just don't really know, you know, how to get that, that bridge. But we'll, we'll see. Uh, so, Madcap Moss uh, interfered in, in the match. And again, that was foreshadowing. Drew looked very powerful. He kicked out of the end of days, which was the first time that uh, anyone had ever done that to... Uh, Baron Corbin, and that was just an amazing visual. Uh, so, uh, again, big ups to Drew. I think Drew is, you know, is a trooper, and I, I think he really uh, has kept WWE afloat for some time. Right, uh... Next up, we had Logan Paul and The Miz versus The Mysterios. And uh, Logan Paul (laughs) with the rarest Pokemon card as a necklace. Are you kidding me? I mean, it was was, uh, literally one-of-a-kind Pikachu crystal, I don't know, um, card. But it was, you know, he he was wearing that uh, kind of like a like a press pass, and I I thought, okay, that's that's kind of silly, um, but you know, it was it was you know it was fun, um, so, uh, there is uh, that, um. And then, um, yeah, get back here. So um, that was that was that was pretty fun. Uh, Logan is just such a great heat magnet. Um, he's very athletic. There's no doubt about that. Um, the three amigos was a great touch um, because you know you were in Dallas and. Uh, Eddie was from uh, El Paso, and so there, there was that, there was that, and he, he got the the crowd, you know, to buy in. Um, uh, Ray and Dom do work well together. I don't know how sustainable it is long term. Um, 
And you don't even have to turn Dom heel. Um, but at, at some point, Dom needs to step out on his own and say, okay, this is, this is, this is my, this is my story now. This is my legacy. Uh, you got, uh, uh, well, after, uh, the match, uh, Miz turned on Logan Paul and people were actually cheering the Miz, which I thought was kind of weird, um, but Logan Paul now is saying, hey, you know, I want to be a babyface. I'm like, are you going to be around, uh, Logan? Uh, or, is this, or was this like maybe a one-off one type thing? Um, next up um, was... Uh, Becky versus Bianca. Um, this is going to be the last match uh, we're going to do. Uh, full disclosure, I need to uh, do uh, a second recording because I'm, I'm up against it with this first recording time. But, um, yeah, uh, Becky and Bianca, it seems like Bianca has controlled her emotions last year it was a very emotional spot it was two black women going after uh, the Raw Women's Championship um, or was it the Smackdown last year I, th I think it was the Smackdown Championship last year anywho um, it, it was a very emotional moment no no doubt no denying um, but you know Bianca you know, controlled her emotions, and and you could tell that she was like, okay, I'm ready. Let's do this. Um, Becky still really isn't getting booed like WWE, you know, is hoping uh, for. There are some boos, but then when Becky's music hits. And people are like, yay, Becky! I mean, it's just, just kind of like, okay. Um, there were so many reversals. Uh, the near uh, countouts were amazing. It was back and forth. It was very physical. It was very physical. Did you see Becky Lynch's uh, midsection after? I mean, it it was it was all bruised and and. Um, the welts and it just oh it was it was brutal. Um, I thought Bianca stayed in the ring a bit too long uh, for my liking because I've I've seen that play before of like you stay in the ring to celebrate and then you get jumped from behind and I was like get out of the ring get out of the ring get out of the ring but um, that that was that. Right, um, like I said, uh, we will be uh, back in just a moment, and we will uh, finish out WrestleMania week. Do not go anywhere. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the rest of WrestleMania. So uh, next up, 
on WrestleMania Saturday was Cody versus Seth freaking Rollins. That entrance by Seth was kind of a good cheesy. Um, he had just some randos um, doing the oh, 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 oh. And, and I'm like, oh, oh okay, okay. Um, but it was, it was a good kind of cheesy. Um, did, did Kobe actively raid Becky's closet? Good heavens. I was watching that. And I'm like, what the heck are you wearing? I, what? I, that was, that was something. <laughs> that was something. Um, Cody's entrance gives me chills. It was very surreal. Uh, the fans... Uh, got it when the music hit. Um, I was worried either that they wouldn't get it because he had, you know, been away from WWE for six years, you know, and, you know, did they know that he was in AEW? Did he, you know, did they know that he was in Ring of Honor? Did they know that he was in, in New Japan? You know, would they, would they get the presentation? Uh, or or because people in AEW were basically booing him, you know, on the way out. I thought, okay, is this guy going to get booed? Thankfully, uh, the crowd got it. And um, Cody Rhodes wasn't booed. Um, Cody's, um, like I said, Cody's entrance just gives me chills. Um, again, this was a bit paint by the numbers, but again, that just comes with time and, and with repetitions, you know, with each other in the ring. Um, the start, uh, the Stardust spot was needed. You know, it was towards the, the front of the match, but he... You know, he did a you know he did a standing uh, uh, cartwheel and then did the whole you know face reveal thing and he just was like yeah okay I'm 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 done with that part of my you know wrestling existence that's that's in the past this is this is now um, and then <laughs> the bionic elbow at the end. Holy dang, that was such a great match. It was it was as advertised. A Ronda versus Charlotte. Familiarity does breed contempt. They've been going after each other verbally in the ring for the last few years. Uh, and so you could tell that there was that sense of animosity between the two of them. Um, I get wanting uh, a long-term story, but give Ronda the win. Uh, I mean, my problem with Ronda Rousey, and I've said this before, and I, I apologize because, you know, I was being unfair. I, I you know, I own it. I was, I was being unfair, but I was like, so. You show up 
you've had all of you know well you 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 haven't had you haven't had a match you haven't had a match in, in WWE you you haven't been I mean you did a little something with Triple H and Stephanie but that was just a you know a segment but as far as being like in the ring you, you haven't been in the ring and you're just pointing at the WrestleMania sign what the heck and I think that's what perturbed people was that sense of like, yeah, but did you really earn WrestleMania? Um, now, a few years later, I get it. There was the, you know, star, you know, uh, you know, athlete coming into WWE. I completely get it now. Um, but, um, I've said this for weeks now, I think that Ronda Rousey in the, there, there are, there are a couple of things that WWE can do to help get us to get to the point where we're like, yay, Ronda, one, give her a mouthpiece, okay, give her, if, if you're not going to do Paul Heyman, give her somebody else that can convey what she's thinking and kind of turn to the stone-cold bad A that she is. I mean, just like, okay, you know. And I think people would warm up to that. And two, use what she did in MMA in WWE. From... The time she walked out to an arena to the time she walked back up the rampway in UFC, it was five minutes. Swear to you, it was five minutes. That was including, again, going down to the ring, going down to uh, the octagon, uh, the announcing, you know, um, you know, and, and, and all that by uh, Bruce uh, Buffer. And, you know, all that. The bell rings, and then, like, 30 seconds later, she's got some somebody tapping out, furiously trying to tap out. And she does a quick, like, you know, minute, you know, interview, and then she's back up the rampway. Like I said, in and out in five minutes. That's what people loved about Ronda Rousey. I think the fact that you're trying to say, okay, now we need you to go out there and do a 15, 20 minute, you know, match. I'm not saying Ronda can't do it. Obviously she can, my gosh. That's not the problem. But people need to, to, to look at her like she's a total bad A and, and go from there. Um, and who's left for the SmackDown Women's Championship? I, 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 I really don't know. Uh, Austin versus uh, Kevin Owens was great. Um, how great was Stone Cold Steve Austin? He worked a 20-minute match. Let me say that again. For the first time in 19 years, Stone Cold Steve Austin worked a 20 
minute match. And yes, I, I, I know it was, you know, no holds barred, but thankfully it was more of a brawl. It wasn't like, oh, let's use this prop. Oh, you, you know, let's use this prop. Oh, we're going to throw this trash can into the, you know, into the mix. It was just a straight up fight between him and Kevin Owens. That was absolutely incredible. That suplex that Austin took, you know, uh, on concrete was just sick. I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, are you okay? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it was amazing. Right, we wrap up with WrestleMania Sunday. Triple H leaving his boots uh, out in the middle of the ring uh, was sad, but it was also joyful. And what I mean is it was sad, yes, that we won't get to see Triple H wrestle again, but it was joyful because... He's still alive. He he's still with us. He's still doing what he loves. Um, so I I thought okay I get it and I I get it. Um, that triple threat rod tag match. Uh, everybody got their spots in. Montez with the crotch chop <laughs> was awesome. That was a nice touch. Uh, Otis is just a great big man. Uh, he's agile, uh, deceptively agile. My gosh. Um, that RKO by Riddle uh, was sick. Uh, and um, then you had uh, RK Bro and Street Profits, um, you know, toasting each other after the match. So that was a good bit of sportsmanship, and and uh, I, I kind of dug. Uh, Lashley versus Omos. Uh, it was kind of weird cheering for, for Bobby Lashley, not going to lie. Um, Bobby Lashley no-sold a vicious form. I mean, did you see? I mean, uh, Omos just pancaked the guy, and then, you know, they pan over, like, I don't know, like 10 seconds, 12 seconds, whatever later. Oh, hey, Lashley's back up. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, Omos has basic offense, but that's all you really need. Um, the Kai 7 for 400 pounds. I, I, yeah, I, I think he's going to be doing just fine going forward. Um, next up, Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. There were a lot of gags and contraptions. Um, again, it won't really go into the whole of the match, but it's just, it's just, I don't know. It, there were, there were a lot of, you know, inside gags that I, I, I didn't really, like, I didn't know who half those people were. Uh, that have been in with, with Johnny Knoxville for the last, you know, what, 20 years, give or take. Um, I, 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 I didn't really know, you know, who, you know, who a lot of these people were. Um, 
But when will WWE actually treat Sami Zayn like he's an actual wrestler? I mean, my gosh, Ring of Honor, NXT. Uh, people love Sami Zayn. And now he's just a punchline. He's just a joke. It's, it's really infuriating to me. And I'm not saying you have to uh, turn Zayn uh, babyface. But, <clears throat> you know, at least treat him like he's an actual wrestler. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, Women's Tag Team uh, Championship 4-Way match. Still, still don't like Carmella's mask. Just, it, I don't know. It, it, it looks, it looks just really ridiculous. I get why they're doing it. When they first put on the mask, I thought it was going to be one of those gimmicky, you know, I put on the mask and, oh, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be all powerful, you know, and, and it was just for aesthetics. I, I, yeah. Um, but, um, it was a car crash. It was spotty. It was a bit paint by the numbers. But it was still a really good match. Really fun match. Corey's face towards the end of the match was just amazing with the concern for now, for his now wife, uh, Carmella. That was, that was, that was a good touch. They not shotted the women's titles again. But hopefully Naomi and Sasha Banks will be able to do something with the titles going forward. Um, AJ versus Edge. AJ apparently nicked himself on the set. If you saw, his cheek was bleeding. Um, and I guess he caught himself on the, the overhang. I, I don't know how that all happened. Uh... Edge's entrance was literally on fire. The throne coming up and and the fire. It was it was really a cool entrance. There were just two pros being the heck out of each other. I love the new look from Edge. The tights. I'm a sucker for symbolism. You know, seeing the you know seeing the scales on his trunks. You know, like I'm going to judge you and you know. Uh, so I, I dig all that. I wish they would tap into the supernatural. Um, and they kind of have, sort of. But uh, I wish that they would build, like, a story around, around Edge. Not just, oh, I'm untouchable and, you know, you can't judge me. I'm going to judge you. That, that's, that's great. But build a story, I guarantee people would be like, oh my gosh, this is going to be freaking cool. Uh, it was a very long match, though. Um, then you had makeup from Saturday. It was the New Day. So Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston versus uh, Sheamus and Ridge Holland. It was painfully short. Uh, I did love New Day's gear. And giving some love to uh, Big E. Next up, uh, Pat McAfee coming out with the Dallas cheerleaders was a great touch. Uh, Pat is a beast of an athlete. I mean, he he did the you know the standing leap all the way up to the top 
turnbuckle. Who the heck does that? My gosh, that was incredible. And, I mean, Pat McAfee, look, I know he's a full-time uh, commentator, but, man, I would love to see more of Pat McAfee in the ring. Just saying it, just saying. Um, you either build Austin Theory or you move on. Yeah, that's just how I look at, at that. Vince McMahon looked jacked out of his mind at 76. Holy smokes, did you see that? Wow. Um, <laughs> the worst stunner ever. Uh, apparently, uh, Steve went to try to grab Vince, and Vince was too far back. And so Vince realized, oh, I got I to gotta step into it. And it just, he just, just crumpled straight down. It was, <laughs> it was a bad stunner. But the, the, the visual of, of, of Pat sucking down a beer, uh, you know, outside the ring, you know, was just, I mean, it was, it was so fun. It was, it was hilarious. It was fun. It was, it was just so good. Uh, finally, um, Roman versus Brock. Suplex City, back up and running. Uh, Brock looked strong throughout the match. Uh, I know he's part-timer now, but dang, I want more Brock Lesnar. I, if you would have told me that five years ago, I would have been like, what? But I love this Brock Lesnar. This version of Brock Lesnar is just fun. I love it. You had the, um, you had the, you know, uh, ref bump. Roman, though, almost, excuse <clears throat> me, uh, almost got his arm ripped off with the Kimura. And you see how, how much, um, Brock was cranking on that, that shoulder. Holy jeez. And uh, it's not the finger poke of doom. It's the finger poke of relevancy. You had Paul Heyman just nudge the, the bottom rope just, to, just enough for Roman to grab on. And then, you know, he, he uh, goes on to beat uh, Brock Lesnar. Uh, very quickly, you had... a. Uh, the uh, Raw after uh, WrestleMania. And you had Cody Rhodes coming out, talking about he, how he wanted to be, you know, world champion for himself, for his family, for his dad, Dusty Rhodes. And I get it. I, I get it. Um, there was a really cool shot of... You know, it was kind of at an angle, but it was this really cool shot where Cody was was on the on the uh, standing on the, the middle rope, and you know he was looking out into the crowd, and I'm like, this guy is like, this guy is the star of wrestling right now. He is the star of wrestling. Holy smokes. Uh, so 
I thought that was that was really just a just a cool uh visual. Uh so that is uh the show. Uh, very grateful for y'all uh being here. I am uh pretty much everywhere you want to listen to podcasts, uh Spotify, Apple. Uh or you can just go to onestopwrestling.com onestopwrestling.com hey guys if you want everything wrestling and wrestling related go to onestopwrestling.com you will not be disappointed we have blogs we have articles we have a brand spanking new uh magazine that's just come out um we got podcasts uh and and YouTube channels and I mean oh my gosh there is something literally for everybody it is awesome big huge 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 thank you to uh person that I call the godfather Mr. Craig Smith for bringing me into uh the fold very grateful for that uh grateful for all of y'all Grateful to uh, the uh, guys over at Cultaholic, uh, Tom Campbell, uh, uh, Adam Bacitti, Jack, uh, Jack the Jobber, Ross Tuadell, uh, Matthew Gregg. I mean, just everybody that works there at uh, Cultaholic, very grateful for them, for their insights, and for the uh, use of uh their uh very just awesome 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 news reporting on a regular uh weekly basis so uh that's the show hope you all enjoyed i will be back next week we will go back to uh hopefully <laughs> have uh you know music and and the whole bit but if we don't we're going to go back to you know news and and the like. Uh, so until next week, this is Russell Wortham, and just like the Beatles sang all those many many years ago, love is all you need. I will see you guys next week.